0: day of the week and welcome back all you four color funny book aficionados. This is US Comics Cast HQ for all things comic book connected. We are John and Charlie Rivera, the co-founders of US Comics and undeniably
1: family.
0: Charlie, happy comic book day. Happy comic Potato, day to you and to everyone listening and watching today.
1: As always, we're brought to you by Bad Mary Band and Sergeant Finesse Gaming. If you haven't done so already, please smash the like and the follow button and attack that light like it just turned oh. green and you live your life a quarter mile at a time. I got silly hair, I'm eccentric as hell, and I love nothing more than family. I got an excess in my veins.
0: Oh, uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next week. Oh, Charlie. Why you gotta do me like that, bro? What do you Why mean? you gotta do me like that?
1: I always talk in this voice. Uh, John. You don't. I just watched... Thankfully. I just watched 10 and a half Fast and Furious movies
0: in a row. John. I mean, 11 and a half if you technically fucking include the canoe new uh, installment but uh yeah no your point is well made
1: has there ever been a franchise <sighs> so successful they can make 11 knockoffs of one of the greatest action movies of all time ladies and gentlemen my brother and i saw fast x and i i'm gonna just spoil it right from the top the family comedy of the year fast Hilarious. x is one of the greatest
0: hilarious greatest
1: ridiculous wild silly things i have ever seen but before we get to the main course john i'm going to i'm going to take a couple moments to just take you from humble beginnings and i'll start with my own humble beginnings john though i love fast and furious 10 so much that I immediately ran to the store and bought the only merch I could find yes I did in fact buy the Lego sets of Don's car from the Fast and the Furious and then uh rest in peace from from two from I'm sorry this car is from the Fast and the Furious the first movie and this car is from Fast and Furious the fourth movie uh did I see in theaters every single Fast and Furious movie Yes, and it started with a love
0: of Point Break. Point Break is is, is Keanu Reeves. It should be called Point Five in the Fast and the Furious franchise. You're not wrong. Uh, Point Break is a wonderful
1: movie about a surf cop. Uh, And it is literally better than you possibly remember. If you have seen Point Break, go see it again. It is one of the greatest action movies of all time. Years later, they stole the idea and repackaged the exact same story, but they made them steal DVD VCR combos in fast cars instead. They weren't chasing waves. They were chasing Coronas because they were family. Corona was as
0: close to the beach as they were allowed to get just because of, you know, trademark (laughs) uh, infringement issues.
1: Then Vin Diesel said, fuck you, movie i don't need the fast and furious franchise and they said no no fuck you vin diesel we don't need you and we were blessed with our with without question and i mean this sincerely the worst fast and furious movie in too fast too
0: furious. which is saying a lot that's like saying oh this was the worst world war <laughs> ain't they all yeah. bad ain't that better
1: so then we were gifted with a movie that I think is an underrated gem, even though it stars a 53-year-old who goes to high school, and no, he's not undercover. He's supposed to be playing a teenager. In Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift, which ends... John, like the movie or hate the movie, it was yes. legendary yeah, for well, its and final scene, which and also... saw the new... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It saw the new Drift King or DK, if you're cool, who is this, like, cowboy from the south, race against the notorious race car driver who found his way to Tokyo in the one and only Dominic Toretto, promising us that we were going to get Dom back behind the wheel. John, then we are gifted with the first of many canonical reboots when we were gifted with fast and free,
0: leave the the out for savings because you're fast going too fast. Furious, the just goes flying off the end of the fucking spoiler. Fast and Furious was a,
1: an attempt to return to form, as it were. Uh, they got the oh the the tagline on the poster was new car original parts or some wacky shit like that.
0: Like, somebody uh, got and a new kidney in the cast? Like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Yeah. And
1: now all the stakes are, are raised. The money's bigger. There's fucking not a car race to be found in this movie. We are then gifted with the second of many reboots within the franchise when we were gifted with the, at the time, the cinematic savior of all low-quality cinema. And that's when, finally, The Rock joined the family and we were gifted with Fast Five.
0: Another name change for a franchise. We, we're getting gifted so quit. much you would think that this is a Hanukkah franchise. But it ain't. It ain't. We're then, we're
1: then gifted with the first title <laughs> in a while that kind of made sense. Furious Six. We were then gifted with Seven, Eight, and Nine. And John, I have to take a pause because we're just about at the main, the main fucking bite john in nine the cowboy
0: from tokyo drift if you say so
1: he built a car rocket ship and i sat in the movie theater john and i watched this country bumpkin who was for at least a little while the drift king in tokyo sure he said with a straight face hey man I put a rocket on this car, it gonna go in space. And I said in the movie, they're not gonna do it. They're not ballsy enough
0: to send that car to
1: space. How little you know. The car went to space, John. It should have stayed there. With all of that knowledge I just bestowed upon you, Fast 10 is the most fucking ridiculous Fast and Furious movie I Which ever is saw. also
0: saying a lot.
1: So I'm now going to turn it to you, John. You do not have Dom's Charger in Lego form from Fast and Furious. I do not. Furious.
0: Nope. Nope, I do. You I do
1: not have the Nissan GT with a little Lego minifigure commemorating also the late great star of much of the franchise in Paul Walker. John, in this race against time, where does... The Fast and Furious franchise. What part of your heart is
0: these classic films stored in? Uh, As what's the you know I'm not I'm not great with anatomy, but um, whatever part of the heart is closest to the butthole, like you know there's gotta be I know people like I I have blood in my stool. Mm, Whatever part that that is, that's where the Fast and the Furious. Franchise, and I use that term very loosely. Where where that uh, that that resides currently, Charlie, uh, I I'll, I'll be frank. I am a great. I have great knowledge in 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 many things. I'm like a jack of all trades, master of none. One of like if there was a Charlie category, and the clue was shit that makes Charlie laugh like a little fairy tale princess. Uh, I would not have said boop, "boop." What is Fast and the Furious? Uh, but I, would be like, eh, "eh," I would have gotten it wrong. Yeah, somehow I got the, the uh, um, the fucking Wheel of Fortune X's or the the the, the, the goofy Family game feud. show with, with fucking with Family Feud. Thank you. Um, they would have hit me with a, one of those because I would have been so wrong. Charlie and and good folks, viewers and listeners, my brother Charlie. Was hee hee heeing, rubbing his chest, throwing elbows into me like I was LeBron under the fucking hoop. Charlie was enjoying every from the opening credits to the ending surprise, which you damn straight I'm gonna spoil the hell out of today, cause you're welcome. Uh, Charlie was gleeful, boys and girls, gleeful, and um. I'll be honest with you, bro. Every once in a while, I mean, I paid most attention to the big screen when I wasn't looking at Charlie just guffawing. And uh, every once in a while, I would look to my left, throwing people one of these looks. You getting a load of this fucking guy? I, I could, I was Charlie beside myself. What John. a steaming pile of entertaining horseshit! Because that's what it was to me, man. So Charlie was was good enough to to (laughs) rip off, not rip off, but to run off a uh, a, a breakdown, a a recap, as it were, of the franchise. Of all the installments that Charlie uh, very eloquently said, uh, let us know that we were gifted by, I would say keep the receipt so you can go ahead and exchange those motherfuckers. But uh, Charlie we see. you know, this is the, the, not the type of gift that uh, there's no return, right? They have a no return policy. So um, I realized I had gotten to see, I sat through intentionally, I would say probably four of the movies in the franchise. However, not in order. Like, I was doing a real fucking the movies George themselves Lucas. themselves are not in order, my friend. Who, who the fuck could tell? Tokyo bro? Drift is like, who part could six? tell between who's not dead, who's alive, what car isn't wrecked, where they're living, what fucking house isn't in, in, in fucking 97,000 pieces, who they work for. Are they criminals? Are they astronauts? Who fucking knows? Me and the dog were both like, oh, okay. All right, that sounds nice. Like, uh, that, that reviewer, by the way, was dynamite him and his dog. Charlie, oh, so I, I good. I was beside myself. You might have looked to your left and thought, Oh, John is beside me. Uh Uh-uh. I was beside myself. I cannot believe that they collect money at the fucking gate for shit like this. It was absurdist storytelling. Um, I can't even say at its best or at its worst because there's nothing to compare it to. This is is very hard. This is obscene, nonsensical fucking fever dream of a movie it was insane i'm gonna give the 10
1: cent breakdown the film opens the film opens with um family barbecue naturally uh, family's everything now i do have to apologize i love fast and furious but i love it like i love my friends pets i may not always remember their names I don't remember every little detail and allergy they may have, but I want to cuddle their faces. So I apologize if some of this is factually inaccurate. But to my knowledge, we've never met Mama Toretto. And we're gifted by a late arriving. Uh, The casting call must have been uh, an abuelita type. Because Vin Diesel, and I don't know
0: what ethnicity
1: is, I only know what ethnicity he wants to be,
0: which I is the started, most I Latino. started this movie not knowing what ethnicity Vin Diesel was. I now know even less. <laughs> I know even less. Joker stream jumping in, joining it's us over Joker. from Twitch, spending more and more time, I believe, Joker, over on kick.com as well. So uh, Joker drops in with Jesus walking across the water to get into a Honda with a spoon engine. You know what? Yeah, that that might have happened. If I blinked one too many times, I might have missed that scene.
1: Well, but we if someone need something. said,
0: yeah, that was in the movie, I would have been like, alright, if, if you say so. If you say so. Fast X Part 2 needs Jesus to
1: show up. Uh, but John, it opens up with the sweetest, littlest, oldest, uh, Latina. Um, Rita Moreno. Just is given family wisdom. Was that Rita Moreno? It was. Amazing. Um... But it John saddens
0: me to say. But but it was John. Rita
1: my first big laugh from the movie comes immediately after that scene when the great Rita Moreno tries to give Vin Diesel his Oscar moment and she tells him how proud Papa Toretto, who we saw explode in Fast 8, would have been at the Toretto legacy. John when I saw it, I said, that's the Oscar clip. You know what I read this week? It's like he wants to be nominated for Best Actor.
0: For your that... consideration, Vin Diesel. Charlie, let me, let me tell you something right now. I, I, am, I am not involved in any kind of witchcraft, voodoo, fortune-telling. God knows my circumstances would be different if I were. Um, but I'll say this, and I don't think this is a bold prediction... Nobody in the history of ever will walk home with an Oscar under their arm who has a name that is any version of car fuel, okay? Not fucking Vin Diesel. Not Joe High Octane, unleaded. Like, it's just not going to happen. Oh. It's 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 oh. never going to happen. Susan Jet Fuel? No, it's not going to be in the cards. Charlie, this movie was ridiculous this movie was nonsensical this movie uh threw all logic out the window driving a good 110 115 miles per hour um but as a non uh as an affirmed non fast and the furious franchise lover like some of us who have legos that pretty much determine where they stand um i had a good time bro like I How I, could you not I had well, because of any of the numbers of reasons that I just mentioned, uh it didn't make any fucking sense. The acting at times was goofy uh at best and just bad at worst. I wanna say this because this was one of the thoughts that I had. Um because even people who don't watch these movies <laughs> I get it folks, I get it. <laughs> but if you don't watch these movies, um they're if you have to in the future the aliens show up and you have to describe uh, the Fast and the Furious franchise because it had become the longest running franchise in U.S. cinematic history, um, you have to talk to the reptilian aliens and be like, "Well, what happened was um, this movie is like the Saturday morning cartoon of theater experiences. This is to say that oh, well, this is like junk food, a movie, a movie watching." that would be like a true if said junk food was literally a slice of bread and a cup of sugar pour, poured over the top and another slice of bread maybe you lick it to get a little adherence it's a sugar sandwich is what i'm saying of the fucking guilty pleasure at it made no sense at all they didn't John. take into account human fucking biology they didn't take into account uh, Mother Nature, the laws of physics, any kind of fucking logical John, uh, this... plot attempts—it was goofy, but I laughed and I John, laughed. this
1: movie had the audacity. <laughs> Got another big chuckle out of me. <laughs> they bring up the facts. Jack Reacher is in this movie. Yeah, he is. And he shows up Thad
0: Junior, the huge th- version, not Tom.
1: Thad from Blue Mountain State Football. Hell yeah! With
0: he that shows up and he's still
1: between his butt cheeks. He goes, "These guys can do anything with cars, defy the laws of gravity, defy physics." And I'm like, "You can't do that movie. You can't say it." And then, like two scenes later, the car's flying up a tornado. But John, lying. John, first scene, family picnic. Oh. Second scene, Oscar bait. Third scene, we're introduced to the villain who is secretly in Fast and Furious Eight,
0: uh, and it of course is Jason Momoa. The Doing ladies love best to see him. Joker impersonation. Well, actually, Joker stream. You might have a lawsuit on your hands because not, Momoa not owes you scene, money, Not Well, the no, first well, no. scene, he we're
1: introduced, we're introduced tough guy to Jason
0: Momoa, scowling Momoa, as you a know, in a suit.
1: He had a kind of goofy beard, was, like, the most eccentric thing. This motherfucker is in the car that gets, like, knocked into the water in one of the Fast and Furious movies. And the movie, John, shows very specifically, they saw him, like, hit the water, and they show, like, a big piece of car. is like... And the next time we see Jason Momoa, he is a pirate. He is in a pirate costume with, like, the pirate belt. Yeah. And it's a... John!
0: John! Later in the movie, I'm mean, gonna jump all over the place. Just like the just like the franchise, do it, knock yourself out. This is what you've been taught, bro. Later in the movie, Jack Reacher goes As a kid,
1: Jason Momoa was in an accident and it made him weird. You did you leave both explanations why Jason Momoa is a pirate in the movie? Charlie. He was he was weird and then more weird or was he always super weird and one time wore a suit. You know, John, do you he remember ate the set, our seats, the screen. This motherfucker is on say fire this? in this movie. Thank God.
0: Because awesome. if Momoa, meh, let's not get crazy. If Momoa just sat there Momoa editing up as he normally does, um I think maybe it would have been untenable. Like it would have been more and more difficult every minute that passed to sit through it because we've got another the same crazy nonsense. Um, I mean, look, I, you know, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but this is one of those flicks that, like, if you've seen, if you wanted to see it, I'm sure you've seen it by now. They Twice. in essence <laughs> they drive down a dam, right? Like a fucking a dam, like a hydroelectric fucking dam. And, you know, you, do you know where the phrase uh, hydroelectric dam comes from, Charlie? Do you know the background history? I don't. I it's don't. because when I watch these fucking movies that Charlie drags me to and then is like, pay for my popcorn, bitch. And I sit there and all manners of insanity hit me in the face at about 110 miles an hour. I'm like this. Damn. That's money I'm not getting back. Charlie, it was again, I, I cannot reiterate it enough. I am a, and I am not a devotee of the FF uh, franchise. Um I, but I sat there, I was like assaulted. My my senses were assaulted, my common sense was assaulted. Um and the worst part was, the worst part is, and this is how you know I'm a softy at heart, I sat there like, well, maybe if this Maybe. I sat there trying to make sense out of it, trying to fix it like the, the old game that we would play. Fix this, fix that. You fix can't this fix movie. This... Pal. Ch- oh. Fast and Furious is the
1: Perfectly three-titted ridiculous. alien. Ridiculous. Is a Three-titted alien at a bar. Oh. Like, there's no doing better. Yeah, yeah. John... The
0: issue is, Charlie, the tits on the wrong side. That's, That's the okay. problem. Because like they're going dancing. so fast, the titties swung back around the chest and finished on back, looking like a triple exhaust fucking. Pipes going out there and flames shooting out because of the Nas. John, a couple more fun facts.
1: I won't do the whole movie because I do think, and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want people to get the wrong message. You should see this film on the biggest, loudest screen you can find.
0: Right. Now, Charlie, real quick, though. Why do you think people should see this movie? Our people. I want this to be clear. Our (laughs) viewers, our listeners. Why should our people see this movie in Charlie's opinion? It is the most unapologetic
1: children's comic of a movie
0: mm.
1: I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. There is a clip online that someone made that's pretty clever, but it's like the after-credit scene, and Optimus Prime shows up. <laughs> John, if Optimus Prime showed up riding on Godzilla, yeah. being carried by Superman, sure. while the fucking Justice League and the Guardians of the Galaxy came running down to fight Jason Momoa, and Jason Momoa pulled a trident out from his bag, and it was like, I've been Aquaman the whole time. I wouldn't... i literally be like, they've been setting the seeds for this. Like, I, the movie I is... I would not
0: even believe... will Can I take that up a notch? Yes. If all that happened, and fucking Godzilla's got Optimus Prime riding on his fucking shoulder like the little angel and Devil, um, and motherfucker stepped... On Jason Statham, who, as you said, has the other fucking trident, and they're like kind of dueling. Um, they step on Statham, and I'm like, he's fine. He'll fine. He's he's going to be fine. He's going to be just okay. I do agree with you, though, Charlie, which might surprise you. I also think that our people, our people, our devotees, as it were, should also go out, and if you haven't done so already. Go see this movie. But my justification is a little different than yours. My justification is this. Why should I be the only one to suffer? If I'm going down, kids, you're going down too. We're a family. It was insanity. It was insanity. I lost count. Godzilla's the only motherfucker that didn't have a cameo in this. So we're going to shoehorn him in one way or the other. I got to tell you, though, it wasn't all
1: sunshine and rainbows. I only give this film a 9 out of 10 because... Out of 10 what? I do think... Cool kid points. (laughs) 10 10 family members. John, you know what the real sin of this film was?
0: Genealogy.com that explains how two people can produce a child. That's some measure of a combination. However, if there are siblings... They'll be somewhat related, unlike the Toretto's, who are really just a Crayola, a Crayola box come to life. John, the film plays it too safe.
1: <laughs> I check. can I check over here.
0: Thanks. But take this is the critical,
1: out. the critical part. As my time runs out for second one, you take one. TV
0: DVD combos? Because that's all I have. Ah, cool.
1: Jason Momoa plays the Mad Pirate King. Alan Richardson plays the new guy who runs the the organization that used to help the Fast family, but now is like, we're not family, but in the third act, he's like,
0: we're family though, bro? First they were against them, then they were together, but now they're against them again. That's actually really just like family, actually. (laughs) Michelle Rodriguez, tell me about it. Michelle Rodriguez who's been dead
1: and back and dead and back. There's a scene where she goes to an inescapable prison and then almost immediately escapes. Brie Larson, the best cans in the business right now, does absolutely jack dick in this film. She shows up and she's like, I'm Brie Larson. And it has like five scenes Five scenes where her whole gimmick is like, "Remember me? Look at these!" and fucks off before the second act. Um, Charlize Theron, the big bad from the last one, she's back. She's hanging out, fighting windless battles against Ish. Michelle Rodriguez. Ish, she's back. And they're Ish. also like, it's like a COVID shoot because they're in scenes together with nobody fucking else. Jason Statham is in a cameo where he gives them gear, but he charges them money. He doesn't fucking need to be there.
0: Pete Davidson has his most subtle role to date, trying to sell drugged muffins. Can I just And turning on the family. I don't think that was a cameo. I just think that's what Pete Davidson is doing right now. Like, they're like, why is this fucking guy... We'll use this as said, I guess. Scott Eastwood. I think he's dead.
1: John Cena. Pretty sure he's dead. Uh... Luda,
0: Michael Rooker's
1: in this film somewhere
0: apparently! Charlie. Oh, Charlie, my, my beautiful sweet boy! <laughs> Charlie, no one's dead in this movie! Oh, people don't no, die but... in the Fast and Furious! Nobody ever dies in this franchise unless they fucking die in real life. And even then, they'll figure out some way to drag it's you out kicking time. and screaming because you, my even Paul Walker would have been like, as a corpse, would be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? What's going on? There's no what? tuna sandwich on earth that's good enough to justify this bullshit. And I will say that that's not the least fucking nonsensical stuff of all time because his girl in this, fo- this movie, Mia, uh, a woman with no lips on her face to speak of, has never been as illogically attractive as she is. She's a beautiful woman. No lips. No lips at all. John, Dominic Toretto's all Latin son, I guess,
1: but half of him's dark Latin, ah, and the other half's light Latin. I don't, I don't even know. Um, no, no, he's a hump baby from the FBI agent who died and stayed dead, because you can kill Latinos in this franchise, I guess. I doubt her, it. He's probably her still sister, around someplace. Her sister shows up and pretty much pulls... Um, there are two different characters in this film. I won't spoil that, but there's two different characters that pull a landfill from Beerfest, where they show up and <laughs> dude, they're that, like, that "They told my, me, my
0: biggest laugh.
1: They told me all about you and the family, so we won't have that awkward getting to know each other. We're just all the way in, John." Oh, tears. Laugh, I fucking streamed laughed. down my face. Oh, I
0: laughed so so hard. Did I
1: say I gave this movie nine out of ten? It's an eleven out of ten.
0: Ellis reminded me Brie Larson's cans are worth a point each. You know you know why though. It was a nine out of ten, but then you hit your Nas button, woo, and just fucking just shot past ten to eleven. Um, Fun fact, Charlie, just ridiculous, just ridiculous. I, I'm pretty sure. great that we wonderfully were wonderfully ridiculous. It, it, Make seven more. It's a it's a it's a sugar, sugar sandwich. Not good for you, not good for you at all. And if you're I even disagree. looking for a sweet sweet treat, no, it's definitely not good for you. I, I promise. I talked to the doctor about it. Um, there's even better sweet treats out there for you. Um, but you know what? If you open up the cabinet, and it's just one of those days midweek, we're like, fuck, man, grocery shopping is not for not for two three days. But I need a little. And do a little something early, like pre-summer. You take out that Wonder Bread, bro. Sprinkle a little sugar on that summer bitch. And whop out there. And you knock it back. And uh, yeah, it'll satisfy those cravings. And you'll laugh. And you'll laugh. And you'll hit your brother in the arm. Because secretly, you want to hit him straight in the face for dragging you out to this fucking piece of shit, goddammit. But uh, you don't do it because you're a good boy. And um, yeah, just absolutely crazy. So... My final thought, my uh, I'm not going to give it an anything out of 10 because I think that those metrics are wildly out of line for some insanity like this because it is straight up, boop, boop, boop. this is more crazy than Jace Momoa hitting his head uh, or maybe uh, having some kind of damage done as a child. Higher than painting your dead henchman's toenails level crazy. I'm going to say that this movie is a sugar sandwich. Charlie, final thoughts. I think uh, Demon Koga,
1: Cousin Paul, Ellis, even our mother. I think there are some things in this world that are undeniable. And that's if you fuck with a man's family, he will use nitric oxide to solve every problem. Uh, I think if Little Miss Nobody, Brie Larson is in it, I'm going to see it. And honestly, at this point, John, considering that there are other film franchises... That have had ten installments, have had eleven installments. Like we're promised out of the Fast franchise, John. I think there must be a Fast and Furious every time there is a Star War, so that this way there's always one more episode of a family that has never let me down, as much as those goddamn prequels. Even in because there. Vin Diesel and his love, a family, is always, always the truth in his heart. Unlike truth found nowhere near that toy boy piece of shit George Lucas who couldn't even make 11 films on his own the little baby back bitch because we all know two facts one George Lucas is a George Lucas is a liar and two
0: Sean shot first, baby. I salute. It ain't Corona, but it'll do. Oh,
1: boy. Did a long night already. Ow. A
0: little truth juice. <inaudible> <laughs> I'll live. I'll live. Just like literally everybody in the Fast and the Furious franchise. They all live, folks. Everybody who's family, those bad guy oh. family members
1: die all the time. Charlie, one's if, barbecued, one's in a if, river. If
0: those Freddy Krueger-looking summer bitches, they pop up with their little toesy woesies, all painted up, uh, and they were like, yeah, we're fine. We're going home to visit the kids, I also would not blink. But that being said, we're going to put Fast and the Furious in our rear view. Um, at this point in the game, Charlie, when they talk about... When they talk about uh, a new uh, a new installment of a franchise coming out or uh, something like this, obviously it's long running. Like there's always a a Fast and the Furious movie in the theaters pretty much all the time. Um, When they talk about uh, like an anniversary uh, showing of a a much beloved movie, Charlie and I we got to see Ghostbusters. I think Uh, not the 30th, but maybe the 25th anniversary. 25th, yeah. Theaters. Um, things like that, you know new new releases and just the general air nowadays in 2023 because there's so much to be disappointed in with life that a little bit of um a, a, a Little bit of memory tweaking a little bit of nostalgia a little bit of merit member berries Squeeze those little bastards into the chocolate shoot them back and it tastes good a little tart But you know, though, it always goes down smooth. And uh, even so, sometimes when you revisit an actual beloved franchise, uh, you catch little small details and nuances that you missed the last time around. So anytime something like that comes back to the forefront after having gone away uh, for a little while, I'm all for it, especially if I was heavy, heavy into it when it first fucking came out. Now in my case, when ROM, not one of, not, not, not a pretty good, but the greatest of the space nights, when the ROM toy first dropped, it was before my time. Uh, I would have been basically trying to choke it down like Charlie did uh, <laughs> with a nickel and I had to save his little blubber in life. True story. Um, when ROM came out, it was before my time. I was not ready for a toy of that middle magnitude. However, much like actually Battle of the Planets, Battle of the Planets was another franchise that was released originally before John's fucking ability it's to hard appreciate to it. I'll kill you. I'll kill you when you stand. You and you're not part of the Fast and the Furious franchise, so you'll stay that way. Um. But when it came, when it had its second time around in the mid 80s, I was right there, first row, ready to devour their 22 bottom, sitting on the couch. Looking like a bit, looking like a bird with their beaky helmets on. I was all far. Oh man, the, the, the ship goes on fire. That's crazy. But much like, much like the Battle of the Planets or G Force, if you're nasty. Um, Rom, the Space Knight, came to me on that second wave of, uh, visibility, but not just because of the toy stores, because of Marvel fucking comics. So naturally, Rom, as a toy that they put up on the shelves, they said, look, we have to get the word out there. Let's go ahead and do a comic. Now, Rom in the comic books was very interesting, at least to me, because, yes, the toy came out. They had an immediate Marvel tie-in, but this is a very unique tie-in, Charlie, because I I know you were, this was before your time, but you know how He-Man was actually packaged with little mini-comics? Actually, also produced by Marvel, if my memory serves. Um, Gatchaman is right, Ellis. See, Ellis knows some shit, bro. Charlie needs to, you know, maybe learn a lesson. Um, so all my lessons come from fans. <laughs> so, the full size, fully fleshed out comics, uh, for He Man, let's say, didn't come out till the cartoon was already running. They were selling like a billion He Man toys, and uh, canon because of that got all kinds of fucked up. Whereas, Rom, the Space Knight, though there were others, when Marvel dropped those fucking stories, Charlie, they were canon they weren't just canon for rom and his space knight buddies it was canon for marvel which i cannot That's remember wild. a single solitary other instance i'm sure there are on maybe a, like a lesser known level but when fucking rom was rolled into the marvel universe he was he was dealing with regular card-carrying Marvel characters and it counted bro it fucking counted which you know I'm all about I don't want to throw away what if blah 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 yeah if it's a little distraction with summertime nothing else going on I am fine with it but these stories fully fucking mattered now just like anything good the ROM comics put out by Marvel didn't last indefinitely so, while Marvel, they, in essence, they wrote the Bible for this character of Rom, they didn't own him. They rented him. The time came where the good folks fucking, I think they, it was, um, I don't remember this picture, let's say Parker Brothers, right? Uh, I think that's what it was. Parker Brothers said, well, it's time to renegotiate, and like an overpriced running back in the NFL, their price was too high. Looking at you, Saquon. So they took the franchise and they took it over to IDW. We all know IDW, the comic book company that goes into the refrigerator like a little kid and just (laughs) slaps ingredients together with no fucking idea if they taste good together. Now they had ROM to play with. Here's where it really gets interesting, bro. The Space Knights was invented by Marvel. Before Marvel, Rom the Space Knight was just Rom, just Ron Stevenson. His fucking homeworld, his his mission, his entire fucking existence was justified by Rom. So, uh, by Marvel, rather. So when he went over to IDW. He was like a dude that kicked out, of, got kicked out of the wife's house with no luggage, one pair of underwear on. He's like, "Fuck! What happens now? My man is a cyborg. You may not know it by looking at him, cause he just looks like a male version of fucking Space Girl. Uh, we should actually put those two together. I think they, I'm shipping them right now. Um, when he went over They're to IDW, in Japan. IDW was like this. I don't fucking know what to do with the guy. So he kind of collected a little bit of dust. His space cowboys. Space dust, exactly, like us. Um, They didn't really know what to do with him, in my uh, uh, amateur opinion. Uh, But, Charlie, those days of uncertainty in the ROM world are over. Because the rights... Have gone back home where they belong. No. Marvel once again, Marvel once again is at the helm of the Rom fucking spaceship, and they are telling those stories again. I'm really super excited about it because a few things are happening, uh, and then I'm gonna throw it to you to see your your. Space uh, Knights are back. Well, but now they can be because the Space Knights, Charlie, they stayed with Mama. Over at Marvel, man. So they had Space nights even after uh, Rom had left. It's like, fuck it, we came up with it. They're ours. Because that's how Marvel do. Um, But now they're saying, okay, he's back home where he belongs. We're going to go ahead and we're going to reissue Rom number one. The fucking book that started it all. So you can own, I think in maybe December of this year, you can own a reissue Rom number one, baby. Then in January That's of 24, awesome. they have a full Marvel Comics, Marvel story takes on ROM Omnibus releasing. All of the collected Marvel ROM stories are coming back in the big form. And Lord knows Johnny Boy loves the collected edition. He loves an Omnibus even fucking more. And moving Did think forward. They in high school. They- <laughs> john omnibus um uh, charlie i'm so fucking excited dude this is one of those member berries that tastes so fucking good because the story is very straightforward and lord knows we've got plenty of uh, space cop stories uh and and his ilk uh, in all of comic books but um this is one that really fucking hit for me man what do you as a rank amateur babyface? Know anything about Rom? Is this going to all be new to you?
1: I, yeah, I'm oh, really excited. I'm so I'm jealous. Excited. Anytime that someone like Cousin Paul drops the writer, Bill Montlow, and artist, Sal Bushema, I imagine I'm butchering both of those. Close enough. Anytime, and also Romnibus is the greatest joke that oh, you've ever Paul, missed in your life, John. Paul,
0: he, the people at Marvel are going to owe you money because we're hashtagging the bejesus out of this right now with this episode we'll do it live um we're gonna go ahead and try to patent it for you so that you get a I'm, couple of shekels
1: i'm obsessed with people who are passionate about anything oh, man. like so oh, the Ram. fact that you just waxed poetic oh, for the better Ram. part of 10 minutes about rom the fact you're, that he has a shiny metal ass
0: you're that welcome
1: evil doers can bite the fact that I'm going to be able to own a, a new version of an old classic like Rom Number 1, and then I immediately get to dive into the world of borrowing your omnibus and just ruining the entire spine of it don't in my crack, thorough Don't crack the spine, man. John, comics are meant to be loved, motherfucker, yeah, and I will make love read to Read them, them
0: digitally on the toilet.
1: Fair. Fair <laughs> enough. John, I, something that has something this deep, That's kind of like new again because Marvel got it back. That's my fucking bread and butter. Um, I'll equate it to this. And it's probably the sloppiest connection that I'll ever mention. But the Crow comic, I knew nothing about until I saw the Crow movie. And then I had like, not only did I have the comic it was based on, I had like 17 fucking spinoffs. And I like, I'm not one of these newfangled fans who are like, I don't want to have to do homework. I fucking love nerd homework. So the idea that on the other side of the Romnibus, hashtag, <laughs>
0: hashtag Paul's um,
1: real, I'm going to be that deep into Rom. Now, don't get me wrong, part of me is terrified. Like, what if I don't fucking like it? But there, there's been It'll like three be things. Okay. There's You're been three be things in the history of John that you've been like, this is great. And I'd be like, no, the fuck it's not. And one was jogging, which probably shouldn't count. Uh, I, I, I'm ready to go fucking all in on ROM, which I've seen a lot of today, mainly because our cousin lost his mind about it and posted the picture that I very much borrowed for this banner. Well done. Um, I, I fucking love when there's like a wealth of shit that's gonna drop down. Um, you know what? Ellis brings up a good point. The last <laughs> time you were this excited was Miracle Man, and you were good fucking call. right about that.
0: That's a good call. You're right
1: about that. I hope you're. I imagine you're gonna be right about this.
0: Um so I'm I'm going to I'm going to quickly because I know I did dominate the top. Um, no worries. I'm going to run through some other shit that you may or may not be familiar with, but I'll be glad to learn you something uh, when it's applicable. Um but Charlie, I pulled up this list very willy-nilly also on the crappier um of of toy lines that made its way into the four color funny books. Ooh. And were straight fire. In many ways, the comic book versions of that storytelling, and we already mentioned one or two of them, uh, was far superior to what was originally rolled out of the fucking the, the, tin, the tin press, plastic pouring factories that gave us these fucking toys that, that, that made us. Um, what you know about Micronauts?
1: I know that they're swallowable as fuck, and there's still probably a couple floating around in the old <laughs> system. Uh, I know those toys were fucking awesome. What I remember of Micronauts was they were the ones with the magnetic
0: feet, right? So they're Micronauts... Like very fucking cool ships. Micronauts were really like the fucking... They were the pilgrims of the three and three-quarter scale. Like, they were the fucking ones that made that scaling make sense. Because, just like the name implies... They got some scientific shit to deal with. And you can't do it on a scale that toys were at, especially for boy action figure type things. Um, you can't really make the the, the, the proper scaled vehicles and playsets for toys that are fucking bigger than your shots will ever be. So, Micronauts did it smart. Uh, it's a Japanese import uh, from Takara, uh, who gave us a lot of fucking... Comp- uh, the, the company that gave us a lot of shit that we... Ended up playing with in our youth, and our siblings ended up stealing from us and fucking wearing the stickers off somehow. Charlie, that's a heat sensitive sticker. Don't take it into the bathtub, you little monster. It's all right, I forgive him. Um, But by the Just wait, Fast and Furious Cars. (laughs) We're gonna have a hell of a bath. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna take him into the shower. Then fucking uh, Paul Paul, Paul Walker will really be in trouble. Um, How dare you. But. but, So the, the Micronauts, Charlie, by the time they made it over, all they did they also went over and joined the good folks at Marvel. Um, they had fucking, again, maybe Marvel, this was like a policy. If we bring somebody in, they're going to play with our guys too. They had crossovers with the Fantastic Four. Paul probably knows all about that shit. Um, they had crossovers with the X-Men. Like the Micronauts were there at a fucking battle to ready to do, to do damage um we mentioned it prior and i know you know all about it matter of fact you reintroduced me to a new iteration of the fucking he man and the masters of the universe uh m m o t u as the kids are calling it nowadays He-Man. Um, a toy like a p- peculiar looking toy if you look at them now you're like why do they have the why are they in the sumo wrestling crouch all of them, like, everybody had the same arms, if you're a good guy, the same arms if you're a bad guy, whatever the case. But, um, Charlie reintroduced me to, like, the fucking versions with, like, long, scaled arms, thousand points of articulation. Uh, what was it there? Because, again, everyone knows the fucking famous now, he, uh, He-Man comics, uh, the fucking He-Man cartoon, of course, uh, Kev Smith, uh, the the new, the new generation, Uh, And what have you, but what was it about He-Man? Because I know, I I feel like you weren't that into my He-Man toys uh, growing up. So what was it about the new releases and the new stories of He-Man that really caught you? Obviously, the Dolph Lundgren movie. What was it that had the little fuzzy britches fella in your radar? So you, like, accidentally hit the nail on the head. I didn't, it took me... Decades
1: to realize that the Paul, the Dolph Lundgren, rather, uh, He-Man was like bad, because I wasn't even He-Man. I thought the original cartoon was like shitty. I was like, why is that cat such a bitch? Um, Sorry, sorry, you get back here. Um, So the 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 problem was He-Man was already like cornball city when that movie came out. So there was nothing. To access. So when they brought He Man back and finally Prince Adam like looked like a different character, and then he was like, I fucking got this shit on lock. I think that's the famous saying. Yeah, he said uh, that. And he became He-Man. It was was like fucking... yeah, He Man. That was the magical phrase. Oh, he got this shit on lock! <laughs> he Man. There was something fucking about that rejuvenation, that fresh coat of paint, that allowed me to take on a very simple story that they were able to kind of amp up. It also helped that per the new Marvel.
0: Per Marvel. Per Marvel. Have you, you ever know, have you ever read any of the mini comics that came of with course. basically everything's available digitally online nowadays. Charlie they were terrible. So when they came up with this toy line and they said, Oh, we're gonna teach the kids about it with these mini comics that suck. That don't make any fucking sense. That basically he was like he was like Conan Way more than he man. It was it was the ridiculous and it was the Marvel full comic books that really fleshed out a lot of that shit. Um, what do you know about the saga of Chris Star? Fucking oh, less than no. Jack. Oh no. Who is Chris oh. Star? Chris Is that, Star. that guy
1: who did the Bud Light commercials? <laughs> where, like everyone was mad no, at No, but I'm
0: telling you now, if Chris Star did a Bud Light fucking crossover, I would be a Bud Light drinking Some of bitch. You think like, Chris Stonehold. Rock would
1: still be a little bitch? Maybe. <laughs> I don't maybe. like it now. Nobody,
0: idiot. Nobody would be smacking Chris Star in the face, that's for sure. So, uh, of the 80s toys that kind of like spawned other iterations, Chris Star was probably on the lower end of it, but the. Chris the toys, Star the and toys, his friends from Chicago. <laughs> the toys were fresh, bro. No, man. Wizards. My man threw down against Wizards. Chris Star was like a fucking prince. He was straight up crystal, Charlie crystal. But he wore little red underwears on the outside. I don't know why. Cause if logic dictates, his his little his bait and tackle is probably gonna be crystal and see through too. My man was like blue crystal. You could see through him. Oh, and I'm just fucking tight, man. Little fucking silver fists. Oh, unbelievable. But what were they? Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> However, silver fists. Silver fists. However. Um, they also, the are the, and <laughs> friends, the dragon, the wizard, everybody, um, they got the fucking comic book treatment. And um, to be frank, I didn't really have many of these toys. Um, the comics, though, fucking were, were, were great. It, honestly, you know what those comics were like to me. They were more in line with if Dr- Dungeons & Dragons had a very successful and engaging comic book run. It would, have been, it would have been that. I'll show you the visual. So, Chris Star, of was Chris
1: Star the cowboy with the Moo Mesa? Was that that one?
0: No, you're thinking of Brave Star, and that would have been in your shitty uh, fucking <laughs> neck of the woods. Uh, I'm real quick. Again, now this is going to be for many people, one and one Mumeza. A of this entire uh, uh, grouping, right? Um, and I think it really depends on kind of who you are as a person. The way they say, like, You're either an Elvis guy or a Beatles guy. You're either a Superman guy or a Batman guy. That's, I think. Now, for me, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm going to have them. It's still 1 and 1A, but 1A would be, or 2, however you want to number them, uh, Transformers. To me, while the cartoon was great, the comic books were even better. The toys were a pain in my little baby dick the toys kind of sucked conceptually fantastic the fact that they made one toy line out of two completely distinct and unconnected toy lines from Japan great congratulations you are what Ronald Reagan was talking about capitalism at its best yeah so take some Japanese shit throw it on the plate these stupid dumb dumb kids will suck it down as long as there's a dynamite crossover in there and there was because the Transformers, again, in my opinion, were only superseded by. Yo, Joe! Bow, G.I. Bow, bow, bow. Motherfucking three and three quarter inch Joe, baby! G.I. Joe toys were on the fucking real. In my humble estimation, the greatest toy line to ever grace the shelves of that giraffe necked motherfucker, Jeffrey. The G.I. Joe toys were amazing. The G.I. Joe cartoons were out of this world. However, Larry Hama and the good folks that put out the fucking G.I. Joe comics were even better. The fucking G.I. Joe comics were a thing of beauty. It was high art. It was adult and mature. Way more so than the cartoon was. Um, absolutely amazing. Really shaped my... Comic book reading tastes for my for the whole rest of my life. I still hold many of those original run GI Joe comics at the my top ten of all time favorite comics. There's a fucking episode, an episode, an issue Charlie of the early run. Can I guess? No, no, you can't. You can't. Um, There's an and well, you know what? I'll say this. One of my favorite episodes of BoJack Horseman is in that same uh, favorite category because of its connection to it. So, yes, now you may guess. The boot camp issue? The boot camp one, I'm on record as saying absolutely one of my favorite, favorite issues. But that's that's been said before. I, I, I might not have talked about this before. Charlie, let me ask you this. What's the defining feature of my man with the visor and the fucking... Triple tattoo, uh, the triple blocked uh, tattoo on his arms, snake eyes. What is the fundamental feature of that badass snake eyes? The fundamental feature, other than he's a ninja? He's
1: a silent Other than, a than he's a
0: ninja, because there were plenty of ninjas that made their ways through. It was the 80s, dude. Lots of ninjas showed up on the G.I. Joe doorstep. Was it that he was silent? It's that he was fucking silent. So my man Larry Hammer, the Hammer Hammer. He put out a comic book all about fucking and centered on Snake Eyes with no dialogue. Awesome. Larry Hammer. What huge nuts. The comic book genius. Here's the script. Blank. Charlie, Larry Hammer wrote dialogue like almost nobody else to have done it before and has done it since. Dialogue was... He was like the Kevin Smith of comic book writing. Even though Kev does write comic books. um, Charlie, the entire fucking issue... Boop, no talking. Amazing. It was outstanding. If you haven't read it, I'll send it to you digitally tonight. Fucking dynamite. Um, but to me, again, G.I. Joe will always be the top of that pile. But right there, kid, right below is my man, the original Silver Surfer. Fucking Rom, The Space Knight. I cannot wait, Charlie. I just... Cannot wait to reintroduce my silver, silver reflective, chromed out to the gills, drip. We want to talk about drip. Fucking Ron was drip before it even meant anything. Ooh, just silver, sultry, and fucking all business. Baby, I can't wait. I fucking can't Amazing. wait. Amazing. Do you have any? Um, I realize that I have dumped a fucking plethora I love it. of dynamite content out there. But like, do you have anything? I mean, I mean, you just come from such a, a such an inferior generation, content-wise. You, you no know, why funny, you guys are always so tight. What's funny though is what we've <laughs> what
1: we've been gifted with instead. On my There's been a lot of there's been a lot of people who were inspired, what it, definitely from things like GI Joe's and the Transformer comics, that were able to take properties that kind of never had that outlet because again the G.I. Joe cartoon could be cheesy sometimes and um obviously we know like Ninja Turtles started out so like badass the most badass of parodies. Um and then transitioned into something so that's not taken
0: Ellis is That's just taking nice. cheap shots. <laughs> Ellis, if
1: we had any idea how old you were, we would be able to pinpoint the shit from your Ellis, childhood. He's just, you're
0: either 60 or 12. I don't fucking know. He's just lashing out, bro. He's just lashing out. You have him on the ropes. That's what they do, man. Just what watch him. You pull a Mike Tyson and chomp at your ear. Don't listen to I'm him. Gonna... <laughs> what happened with you is you kind of had
1: it concurrently, so you were able to to find the kind of better version in real time. For me, companies like IDW allowed for us years later to like go back yeah. and be like, here you go. Like you want a really fucking great Power Ranger story. You want a really great fucking crossover. Now you're gonna get them. And, and what IDW has been able to do in the modern era is I think something that those key man books of the past were able to do uh, so well. So being able to almost jump in a time machine and get a version? Like what I almost can't wait to do is pull up a review of that old rom toy, and then I'm gonna read the comic and watch that video Charlie, and get a little the,
0: taste. The ROM of the nostalgia toy nostalgia from your past. The ROM toy was basically a doorstopper. It was it was crap. It was just fucking terrible. Thankfully, they went through and uh, you know, other iterations, other characters, different colors were introduced to make it somewhat like somewhat attractive on the shelf but that original one dude it was like it was not good it was not good now that all being said i just pulled up a little reminder because if i wasn't stepping on some of these bastards because charlie left them out and i'm like barefoot getting ready for school cursing my brother's fucking name to high holy heaven um i wouldn't have even remembered some of these shits charlie you guys had maybe not rom maybe not he-man maybe not gi joe but you guys definitely had superhero wrestling trolls with yep. little gem chests. They yeah, were fucking good, awesome. That's a good property. Wait if you move their arm, they sparked. I think. I think uh, they were those dangerous they, motherfuckers. I wish they had sparked on fire and just fucking blazed up, like uh, like Snoop Dogg. I'm positive out. some did. Soo, my goof. Some of these. Now I will. I will give you guys this. Your X Men figures. ...were actually a step up from my uh, Secret Wars figures... ...because my Secret Wars figures... uh, ...it was the first time that some of those characters had ever been in that format... ...because coming out of that, it was just Migo ...and Migos were a little niche... ...but Daredevil's first toy iteration was because of Secret Wars... ...fucking Wolverine had like giant clip-on claws... ...everyone had a shield for some reason, but that was okay, that was fine, that was fine... Um, ...Charlie had the biker mice from Mars... Don't Ugh. don't forget things like Oof. uh Exo
1: Squad, one of the greatest fucking knockoff you G.I. G.I. Joe toy lines of all times.
0: I'll give you a pretty dope. They were pretty dope. I
1: would also argue there should be some respect put onto our ROM equivalents of like toys that were equal parts the best, but also kind of shit, such as Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. One, that's a really fun set of
0: words to say in a row. Two, those toys were the jam. You know what the problem is charlie your 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 generation's uh alliteration heavy toys that were really just trying to capitalize on the teenage mutant ninja turtles um they 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 don't stand up right they don't stand the test of time do you think in a few years time if they're reissuing Biker Mice from Bar uh, Mars, I should say from Bars, because that's That'd probably be where, the, sick. where it was conceived.
1: Axles like, not having a
0: good time. A fucking Biker Mice from Mars omnibus hitting the fucking shelves. No, I, I wish that an omnibus hit those biking punks in the street as they were driving, uh, driving not to work. Can yeah. we can we take a beat though? Sure. If I came to you and I said, "John, yes? Marvel just released
1: a new graphic. They took the biker mice from Mars property and it's fucking awesome. You wouldn't be at least a little interested? You're telling me you wouldn't read a SWAT cat a SWAT cats fucking uh uh volume 2? Eat a your, dick, you're a
0: liar. Your entire your entire uh, um generation's version of the capitalist agenda is exclusively stealing that's all you fucking oh yeah you're you're right i forgot popular now i forgot
1: they stole the concept for i they stole the concept for mummies
0: alive go fuck yourself we had mummies with suits of armor not only was that uh were those fucking antiquities that belonged in the museum they belonged in a museum back in Egypt where they came from okay your fucking agenda of uh, stealing artifacts will not be tolerated in 2023 charlie do better do my better. final
1: thought about rom is that i love excitement Anytime someone comes to me and they're like, you hear about this fucking thing I'm nerding out about? Honest to God, Cousin Paul (laughs) has made me have an ounce of interest about the fucking Fantastic Four. (laughs) Something that Jessica Alba couldn't do in the tightest of tight outfits for two at-bats. John, Apollo Creed's son, flamed on and I didn't give a fucking shit and yet cousin paul has filled me with excitement so the way you just spoke about rom it got it got me salivating bring me that reissue of uh issue one bring on that omnibus that i'm definitely gonna borrow from you specifically on the ipad so i can bend the creases of your <laughs> ipad all i want i couldn't be more fucking excited excitement's contagious more good shit in the world
0: will always be welcomed by your bubbling baby brother damn straight I'll say this, because again, my level of excitement couldn't be lessened by anything. It's actually only been increased by this very warm reception by my people, as I knew it would be. Um, My only hope is that my memory didn't dim this shit. Because when I go into it, and it's like, oh, even fucking better than I remember it. It might take some of the shine off the new-new that I have become very into lying around the office. Uh, I'm like, oh, this is great. Not compared to ROM, son. Not not compared to ROM. Shine your shit up nice. Uh, I I can't wait, bro. I just fucking cannot wait. But the one thing that cannot be denied is that ROM was a great, the greatest, the original Space Knight doing what he got to do. But he also paid them bills. So, Charlie, you got to tell the good folks how we, too, at U.S. Comics, pay them bills, would you? Well,
1: I'll start with the good news because we're not like other pods who sell out for some random bullshit brand and pretend that they sleep on that mattress for 30 days. They pretend they use those ball shavers. They pretend this, that, and a third. No, no, I do not drink prime fucking energy because no thanks, pal. Instead, we are once again brought to you by one of our absolute favorite bands, Bad Mary, you heard them during the intro. You're going to hear one of the new tracks off their new album at the end of the show. If you're wondering where else you can catch their act, you can follow them at Bad Mary Band across all social media platforms. You can support them over on patreon.com forward slash Bad Mary Band. You can stay up to date at Bad Mary.com for merch and upcoming performances. My favorite part is their new album, their old albums, their singles are all available across all music
0: streaming services. Damn straight and well done. But it still begs the question. Where are we dropping? If you're running with Charlie and John. We're always dropping in this little fucking kind of mini castle. There's like two orange trees and one yellow tree. They're in a triangular configuration. Very easy to find. If you ask Charlie. As far backwards as you can fucking go on the map. But if you're asking US Comics Cast. It's with Sergeant Finesse. You can find him currently gaming as the gaming partner at present time on facebook but he's spending more and more time over on kick.com multiple streams every day outstanding video game content supporter games co-streams giveaways contests don't be a sucker check them out today because when sarge is on deck you salute ggs and i always uh more and more every week we want to also throw it out to joker stream joker stream also as well as can be found on uh, twitch.com but also he's spending good good time really racking up new followers on on uh, kick.com as well regardless of which channel you check him out on check him out he's a lot of fucking fun he does cosplay streams he does uh he he plays with randos just fucking talks their ear off those motherfuckers don't know what hit him i think i might have introduced him to the term cal calrissian so i'm gonna give myself one of these Good job, Johnny! Dynamite, dynamite streamer. Check him out today. But Charlie, John, yeah. I'm gonna throw it back to you, brother. What you got under the fucking tarp? So, I I'm not much of a TV watcher
1: anymore. Uh, I, I I cut cable a long time ago, and I've been relying on uh, streaming platforms: uh, HBO Max, Disney Plus, ah, ah, ah,
0: ah. Max. My bad. <laughs>
1: All, all I know is they made the AEW reality show available, so I'm going nice. to beat the fuck out of that. Uh, but basically, the way I watch, uh, the way I consume entertainment, I watch my AEW Wrestling live uh, to tape because it's happening kind of with our show every week. So I love you, beautiful people, enough to stay up till two a.m. watching the kind of replay. Um, that I watch relatively live. I watch some sports, but other than that, I normally pick a TV show and I binge the absolute shit out of it. And about two months ago, I guess, my math may not be great, you turned to me and you said, Hey, Charlie, you check out the final season of Better Call Saul? And I went, Oh, shit, they're ending Better Call Saul after three seasons? And you went, Six seasons. <laughs> and I I had only watched two fucking seasons of a show that I put in my, like, top ten. Season one into a Better Call Saul, in my opinion for me do not send the fucking blue meth lynch mob send them. is a far more enjoyable watch for me episode to episode than breaking bad i absolutely love breaking bad uh i'm stoked anytime jesse pinkman has a bad day i'll watch jessica jones gargle on her own fucking puke three out of five nights in a row oh that's um, your thing dude i'm super into it yikes um, with that being said, there is no lawyer turned cinnabon manager in the world that gives me the most. Just the first two seeds of Better Call Saul are some of the most like indulgent, like revenge, spite-filled shit. His brother Chuck is a fucking asshole, which I think is a tradition. But a what, brilliant I'm gonna asshole. Be allergic i'm gonna be allergic to electricity one day um we're getting getting i found the dynamics i think is i think the writing obviously it's the same creative team from top notch
0: it's top notch
1: and yet because i don't regular amc anymore fucking three seasons came and went and then they dropped season six on netflix i was it also on amc at some point has this been out for a fucking long time i heard by virtue of the modern age of i'm not a twitter guy i'm not much of a facebook guy i see some instagram shit. i listen to a few podcasts and i binge watch shows i love john i completely missed season six of better charlie. call Saul and charlie the real sin
0: leap at the wheel charlie was the guy on lookout duty for the fucking titanic he's like Okay. I'm the one that hits the propeller. Boing. Yeah. They so hit the brakes. John. like, dude, did you say hit the gas or the brakes? I don't hit the brakes. If you play a video game with me, you'd know that. <laughs> John, no one in my
1: circle was having water cooler conversation, but it turned out, John, of course they weren't. 2020 is when season five dropped. Yeah. All the water coolers got taken away because they were... Spreading
0: disease because monsters were putting their mouths right on
1: it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a bunny. Um, <laughs> That's how I drink milk. <laughs> uh, which turns out, ladies, that is how I drink milk. What up? Um, they like it. They like it. John, this is criminal because now I find myself. I'm watching season six, and I find myself taking breaks where, like. I'll only watch one episode today because there's a finite amount left. What are you? I just got to the last episode and I realized it was the last episode, and that's my treat for this Friday.
0: Charlie, John, you you have put yourself on a fucking voluntary, uh uh like a voluntary uh, um, like like drip feed. Of some of the best content that exists. So here's what happens. I go to Netflix
1: and I go, season three of Better Call Saul, here we go. And I watched the first episode and I went, who? Who that? And I said, no. And I restarted episode one. And I basically didn't sleep for a few days as I got caught up. I I remember those
0: days. Those were rough.
1: And then one day I'm waiting to leave work and I look at my phone and I go, I wonder when season seven comes out and the whole internet decided to shit on me. And they were like, season finale is uh, season finale of, you know, season six, episode 10 of better call saw. And it was like, going to be a review. And I was like, no, cause I was already like in episode five of season six after not sleeping for days on end. And Ellis, you son of a bitch. It's killing me <laughs> to not finish. But, this delicious treat's going to go away, and I know it's going to happen, John, because it happens all the time. I'm going to see it. I got fucking nobody to talk to about it, because I'm going to talk about, like, the hidden messaging of the way the Cinnabons were placed on the baking sheet, and no one gives a fuck now,
0: yeah, the until... Is still,
1: man. Their rewatch eventually in two years, and it becomes the fucking hot talking point again when they do another spinoff about the girl that also worked at the Cinnabon place. But, John. Charlie. It's not just me. It might be. I'm not this, like, weird piece of shit. Kinda. Do you remember the greatest cartoon? To ever hit Amazon, a cartoon so good, it can stand shoulder and shoulder with the mightiest of animes. A show so good, it taught us all that something could be wildly violent and charming as fuck. And sometimes when you hire voice actors who are the ethnicities of their characters, it might be fucking awesome and a great change of pace. Do you remember how absolutely H-A-R-D we were? about the property that I see behind you, three giant Omnibuy. I'm, of course, talking about Invincible, which season two is right around the corner. Now I know what you're asking yourself, brilliant, brilliant home viewer, brilliant, wonderful home listener. You're saying, Charlie, but you clearly remember uh, Invincible. No, I don't. Omni Man is a hidden character for the new Mortal Kombat.
0: That's Someone amazing. was talking,
1: "Ha, ba, 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 ba." Uh, Mortal Kombat—it's number one again somehow, even though it's number twelve because time travel. And I went, "Is there fucking story about time travel?" And I flipped the table and I went on a whole diatribe about why wow. Back to the Future works and Avengers, fucking uh, the quantum solace of space was kind of dog shit. And they go, "But Charlie." peacemaker is gonna be an extra character and i went john cena peacemaker my john cena i love gosh, him he was in fast gosh, my pearls what a good time and they went oh but there's more and i went Peacemaker. i got real ethnic with it Money, what you mean more than peacemaker and they said charlie do you like that show the boys and i was like i do and they went, do you like Homelander? I go, no, he's a cunt, but I love watching him be a piece of shit. I, I they appreciate
0: go, the, the uh, fucking version of him. from am watching. He is also going to be in Mortal
1: Kombat. And I slapped that person across the goddamn mouth. And I, I, I said, so. there couldn't possibly. I, on God's green earth, there couldn't be something more excited. And then this person stroked their imaginary mustache. And they said... Omni man is in the house and I straight up punched that lady in the face because wow. I'm not a sexist. Wow. I helped them back up and I went, Holy fuck, John, there's so much great shit. Why is it I don't want to say disposable? Because these are things I love. These are things I adore. Why why the moment they're away from me do they vanish into yeah. The ether. Why is Better Call Saul not as aggressively spoken about? Why is Invincible not as aggressively spoken about as even something like Walking Dead? Is it simply the number of seasons? Is it the type of content? Is it that Better Call Saul and Invincible while being two of the finest examples of the things they are? One of the best dramas. One of the best animated action comedies. These are not there it is it is not a question these are facts but since they weren't the number one thing in pop culture for a moment why don't they get to hold a candle to something like game of thrones which ends badly or sopranos which ends questionably if you're stupid what makes what is the magic sauce of something's immortality being loud immortality versus? Quiet immortality. It has perplexed me all week, mainly because I'm not yeah. allowing myself to watch the last hour of a show
0: yeah. I fucking adore. I want to get a Better Call like Saul hat. You're entertain entertainment hangry because you're holding out on yourself for this fucking for this final uh, episode. Which I I understand the I understand the tendency, but I'm too good to myself for that shit. Um. I think that's the only reason why this conversation really comes up, and I have a, I have a, a pretty specific opinion about this. With the amount of content that we have nowadays, and the fact that every project is really predicated, its lifetime is more predicated on the chutzpah of the creators, of the deal-makers, um, something like let's say um well fuck succession so succession right now is on the the, the tip of the tongue of many Ooh, many one people one more episode oh. and well that's the thing too charlie it's if hbo formerly hbo now just max said max. uh it's too popular we're not going to wrap this up now let's have a spin off let's have a fucking let's see uh you know let's see the old man as a young man let's do whatever the fuck it would be completely understandable, and Game of Thrones, they very rapidly went that way because they had source material for more dragon fucking stories, right? Um, however, it would be the ultimate sellout if a story like Succession or a closed story... Um, I mean, you could fucking you could fill in the blank. We talk about here all the time, our preference are these stories that end... In comic books and comic book movies and TV shows, why wouldn't that apply to non-comic book IP? Novels end. You don't get to fucking hear in novel form what happens to the sharks. Uh, the sharks entire li- lineage chases the Brodies from fucking one side of the ocean to the other. It is ridiculous, which is the reason why Peter Bensley didn't do it. So I think he whored himself out enough to do at least a little bit of the screenplay of the second one, but we'll forgive him that because money's still money. But um, No, Charlie, I think what it is is that there's so much content now out there that we don't all have to be on the same page. They're not usually reliant on numbers to fucking unless you're on Netflix. Netflix just cancels shit for fun. Um, <laughs> but they're not, They're not as reliant on the numbers in order to complete a story arc or at least like a full fucking season. Like Lois and Clark, while I don't watch it because it's trash. Um, but even though like, you know what? Just because we're nice people, we'll let you finish the season out. If you choose to end up on a fucking cliffhanger, well that's on you. Because that Superman costume looks really stupid. Uh, having the kids the way that they did, pretty dumb. Don't get me started. We can talk about that. Um, actually, you're
1: not talking about dumb. Lois
0: and Clark. You're talking about Lois and Superman. Oh boy, that's point to Charlie. Well done, well done. Because uh, <laughs> everyone knows that Smallville sucked balls, and Charlie's still mad about it. So he'll catch me on the details if he can. Real, bro. no one can save that mess. That's why homegirl's in jail, not for anything else sexual. But, uh, like I said, Charlie, nowadays you don't require... Fucking Chloe, I love that. Uh, uh, She's so it hot. She was. It doesn't require, and I've been this way a long time... Oh, I really love this. So I went, I waxed poetic for probably 20 fucking minutes straight on Rom the Space Knight. If any of these motherfuckers watching or listening go out and they read Rom and like, hey, hey, John, we listen to you and guess what? That's not going to fucking devalue my appreciation for it. I don't need people to agree with me in order to uh, confirm or to objectively fucking... Uh, pat myself on the back of my enjoyment of something. If I like it, I like it, period. So I but think John, that what has was to do the with last... the, the water cooler of it all.
1: Sure, but what w- you can't tell me. There was like 10 minutes you and I worked uh, for the same company. Yes. And that was at the the height of Lost. Yes. And Lost wound up being on, I think it wound up being like the box that came out Mm-hmm. And you were, like, re it. And every Netflix. fucking body... That was actually my you. first
0: ever Netflix binge.
1: And I remember, like,
0: everyone had an opinion. Like, your whole sure.
1: office, at different times,
0: started binging the show. Charlie, so, like, you were, were on season three, people were on season two. There were... I can't believe it's a smoke monster. Oh, we almost killed that bitch that day. Holy shit. Um, but there were binging, there were, like, viewing parties going on. Like, Lost was was, uh, one of those fucking phenomena that you just hear about. It was obscene. It was obscene. And there were already plenty of things to watch at that time. We're not talking about two, three channel days. Like, there were other fucking games on the table. Now, what do you
1: think is... So, let's just dive into that, and we'll make it relatively brief. But something like... I love Lucy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Was I love Lucy just the exception that proves the rule? Because I love Lucy. Pound for pound. Still fucking excellent. I'm not talking about that bullshit where it's like, Lucy loves Ricky. Like, we all know that that wasn't good. Nobody's above a good spinoff for
0: Seven. (laughs) I'm not going to judge. But
1: but I love Lucy was like the only option. So like 4 billion people watched it in real time. But even years later... Something like I Love Lucy, even compared to other things that are on Nick at Night, I Love Lucy is miles ahead of something like Happy Days. Mm. So was it just the case that like sometimes magic happened and it was the only option, and then sometimes magic happens and there's 50 more magics? Is it as simple as that? Will there... This is stupid, because part of me was about to say, like, will there ever be this sort of the whole world talking about it? But we get small versions of it all the time i guess now it's just relegated to the series finale and that always has blown my mind some people don't watch a series and they just pop into the fucking last episode uh and the I mean, fact those, that ellis those are monsters the fact, the fact that ellis who at th- at the best of times is one of my most bipolar friends he's one of my I, is there a compliment I love him. in there I I love him, I hate him, I love him, I hate him. At the end of the day, I would sword fight an elf army for Ellis because he has the glorious, glorious distinction of always coming through when I need him most and him invoking the greatest episode of I Love Lucy where Superman guest stars, not an actor playing Superman, not the guy who's on the fucking Superman shows up like, Lucy lives in fucking Metropolis all of a sudden. Not George Goddamn, Reeves. what a good episode. But
0: Superman.
1: Who's George Reeves? That's an actor or something? Because well, all I you, know is fucking Superman shows up on that show. Charlie
0: would not just be the kid that jumped out of the tree thinking he was going to fly because of the TV show Superman, but uh, would also as well as point the gun at my man George Reeves. Um, I have a very specific question to ask you. Yeah, hit me. To wrap up this wonderful episode
1: full of family... Full of laughs, full of motherfucking space robots that I'm going to get a whole omnibus out of two minutes after learning his name. Space girls,
0: future intended. We got to get those two crazy kids together. John, am I going to like the finale of Better Call Saul? Oh, no. (laughs) Well, it's distinct. It's very... There's no... um, There's no confusion. There's no like black cut to black type situation. It's very distinct and clear how that story wraps up. That's as much as I'll say right now because spoiling something that Charlie's gonna watch is the only spoiler that I give two shits about. Anyone who has watched or read this episode of this fucking podcast would know that. Um, it'll be very distinct. What I think it really matters. Um, what I think makes the the biggest difference is where do you hold jimmy mcgill slipping jimmy if you're nasty uh doing business as saul goodman where what kind of what level of esteem do you hold him in do you detest him do you revere him do you think he's a good guy doing his best with a shitty fucking uh with a shitty situation do you admire him i mean this is a complicated character and truly I don't think it, it, it so fleshed him out as a character. This series took someone who was kind of a surface kind of a cartoon. character, a little bit yeah. of a one note in Breaking Bad, and really fleshed them out in, in fucking full, you know, full fucking 3D modeling. You could print out a copy of Jimmy McGill after this series. So after having gotten all of that information and really processed it slow motion like you are doing right now, um, you will. It'll the end of his story, will be predicated on what you thought of the character. Do you root for him? Do you, do you want his demise? I I do love you not give the very
1: I love the very flawed, very broken man that was Jimmy McGill.
0: Okay,
1: I root for him despite thinking he's a detestable
0: cunt most of the time. He's he's a brilliant guy. Like there's no there's no debating that. But you know those type of stories when like a very clever break-in happens when you and everybody like the the, the fucking standard like if they just use those smarts in a good way they would uh they'd have the the fucking world at their feet. Like it's that type of thing um again do you believe in comeuppance do you like seeing do you root for the bad guy do you want to see him get away uh from the white hat it, it really all depends. But saying what you're saying, you're kind of saying both things, you know. Um, yeah, it depends really. I, I won't say anything I'm a more. A great about Jedi it. when it comes to Saul. I, yeah, you're a very great Jedi, and period. Um, it it really all depends. I'll say this. I. I was hoping for a different end result. Than what we got. Well, I did this tonight? to the sk- to the camera once uh, to the TV screen once it ties. However, done incredibly well, right? So it's not saying anything negative. I think the series was A-plus fucking prime meat, uh, number one, imported from Italy. Uh, It was just fucking outstanding show. Um, I wish that Jimmy McGill, his story, had seen a different version. And you know that they in story writing, they're like, well, this can happen or that can happen. Which direction do we go? I kind of wish... Uh, I wish for my own edification that the story had wrapped up differently but I have no problem with how they wrapped it up or like the manner in which they wrapped it up. It was really done very, very well god i'm so excited just like i was very excited for this wonderful
1: episode of us comics thank you all so much the most important thing though is we want to know what you think what do you think about these tv shows will there be more legacies is it just that some shows are supposed to be someone's favorite but maybe not the world i want to hear what you're feeling about rom what your favorite giant creepy fucking awesome shiny ass robot is your favorite who'd win in a fight rom or the megazord we all know it's the goddamn megazord john i want everyone to go see fast axe and honestly i gotta tell you john the fast and furious saga might be the reason that i finally start the proper use of the u.s comics discord and maybe we'll have a watch party of 10 fucking movies
0: because I own them all. Is there, a, and, uh, is there like a laugh wonderful. dampener feature? Because the laughs are fucking faster and more furious than any car slash fucking spaceship that they have. Slash like cannon somehow? Ugh. John, there's Charlie. only one family that ends this
1: family. And it's family. Why don't you tell the beautiful people how we family?
0: I mean... Well, oh, that's my part of the script. I was uh, I was a little lonely around the house, and uh, I said, Hey, Mom and Dad, can I have a brother? And they said, Yeah, sure. Nine months later, here's what you asked for. And I said, Granted, he's big, taller than me already, but uh, I really was preferring an older brother. But they said, No, you can beat him up at will. He can really take sure. a punch. Just look at that punum And I said, All right, I'll take it. But as far as wrapping up the show, it's Charlie's gig. To tell the good people how we wrap up and get the work out. So, Charlie, do what you gotta do, son. It's nice and simple because first you gotta turn
1: the power on, then you gotta turn the volume up, then you gotta tune Bad Marion, open up your window wide and scream out into the night sky, save my space, girl! We are. Have-